This is Life Moments with Dr. Cedric C. Maddox. And today's conversation is about unbreaking the heart. Unbreaking the heart. We want to talk about love. We're going to be talking about love all summer long. So just just understand that we're going to be talking about love, relationships, how we interact with one another. And at the end of the day, we don't know love. We think we do. We know lust, but we don't know love. We know lust because we know what we want, but we don't know love because we don't know what we need. Did you get that? We don't know what we need. God provides us love. But when God doesn't give us what we want, we get upset with him. We get upset with the people. We get upset with our circumstances and our situations. However, at the end of the day, what God is doing, he is loving us. Not just, if you will, satisfying our lust. Well, today's topic is unbreak my heart because we are broken. And because we are broken, we don't understand. We don't know when we are encountering a real love. Why? Because it's hard for love to get through the prison walls of unforgiveness. I like to say it this way. Don't make me pay another man's debt. Don't make me pay another man's debt because someone broke your heart in the past, sugar. Don't make me pay for that. Don't make me have to overcome every mistake of every other person that did not meet your expectations. Because that's a debt I didn't make, number one, and I don't even know how big that debt is. So in order for us to recognize when love has walked into our lives, in order for us to know genuine love, then we need for God to unbreak our hearts. Now, God says, I provide the medicine, but it's up to you to take it. I need to make that very, very clear. The medicine that comes through his word and by his spirit is always available. It is a free refill if you want. But at the end of the day, if you don't take the medicine, then that's not God's fault. That's ours. We wonder why we, if you will, fight and stress and press to get positivity in our lives. And the reason why is because we imprisoned by negativity. We're so busy protecting ourselves, we don't understand the protection that is provided when we allow God to unbreak our hearts and we walk in his love and in his forgiveness. You see, even the Commodores knew that love is what the world needed. And they said Jesus is love. So with that being said, I just want to go over a few quick points about love. I just want to go over a few things. Number one, love is is about being reestablished in the soul. Did y'all get that? Love is about being reestablished in the soul. Look, when Jesus says that he came to preach the gospel to the brokenhearted, what he was talking about was that he was going to reestablish the soul of you and I. He's coming to give us the good news. 
that no matter how damaged you are, he's got the word to put you back together again. You know, I used to own a Ford F-150. Man, I love that truck. I love that truck. Something terrible. And, 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 and so one of my boys, I'm, I'm, you know, one of my boys had an accident in it. Man, I thought it was over. It was over. But you don't know how happy I was when I heard that the collision repair shop could put that truck back together again. That was good news to me. And guess what? What really made it powerful was that it was covered by insurance. Did you get that? It was covered by insurance. Now, most of us think about that when something is covered by insurance, that the premium goes up. Well, yeah, that's true in the natural, but in the spiritual, when God puts you back together again, the blood has already covered the cost. That's the insurance. And you don't ever have to worry about the premium because that's already covered, too. You see, he wants to reestablish. It didn't mean that the truck hadn't been in an accident. But what it did mean is that it meant that it could be repaired, reestablished. And just as before, it could be driven. It could be washed. It could be shined. The tires could be armor all. It still can look good. Only I knew where the paint was blended. Did y'all get that? Only I knew that the bumper had been replaced in the front grill was a different front grill. Only I knew where the grill came from. Nobody else did. You see, that's the important thing about God. God puts us back together and he reestablishes us in a way where only we know. And he knows. And the world doesn't know unless you tell them. Yeah, let that sink in. So, number one, when God unbreaks your heart, first of all, he does it with the good news of the gospel. Well, then the second thing is, the second thing is, is that he's got to rehabilitate the mind or rehabilitate the soul. As I said earlier, when the Lord rehabilitates our soul, he is correcting the lens by which we see through. When the text says that he gives recovery of sight to the blind, that is, we're blinded by our pain, we're blinded by our brokenness, we're blinded by our pride, we're blinded by our bitterness, we even are blinded by our self-pity. Yeah, we want people to see us. And so we see all situations through our past brokenness. But when you release folk and you're able to forgive, then God will do a thing where he will recover your sight. Well, when he recovers your sight and you see things correctly, then you think correctly. You see, we only think by what we perceive. <laughs> I wish it was, as, as Kant said, that we, we think, then therefore we perceive. But no, we perceive and then therefore we think. Yeah, I dropped a little philosophy on you right then. Because at the end of the day, you can't think unless there is something that you have perceived to give thought to what you think. Otherwise than that, your mind is just blank. So then what God does, God says, now, look, I need to help you. I need to help you see correctly. I need to help you see people correctly. Because if a real love walked in your life, you wouldn't know it from a false one. 
you know, many of us get taken advantage of because there's somebody out there that will placate to our wants and our lusts. I said uh, in a message about this, I said, hey, look, the reason why so many miss out on a real love, honey, because you're looking for a man that's six feet tall with a six pack stomach and a six figure salary. Brother, the reason why you missing out on a real love, because if she ain't got lips, hips and fingertips, huh? And for some bros, toe tips, too. Then you missed out. You're so concerned about the package that you ain't concerned about the product. Yeah, the packaging. You know how we get concerned about the packaging? Why is it that whenever it's your birthday or Christmas or some type of holiday, you need it to come in a nice wrapped up gift bag bow and, and all this kind of stuff. But you just as happy when Amazon delivers that brown box on your front porch. Because you're so concerned about the product, you ain't concerned about the package. So what God has to do, God has to get you off looking at the packaging and get you to looking at the product. And the way he does that is that he has to recover your sight and he recovers your sight by giving you a word that sets you free. And that word is love and that word is forgiveness. It sets you free so that you are no longer looking at how something comes to you and its packaging, but you're looking at what comes to you in its product. Did y'all catch that? I'm glad. I'm glad that you did. You're looking at what comes to you in this in this product. And so that being said, make a note about this is that sometimes you got to recognize that you're the person that needs the forgiveness so that you can get the right set of glasses on. I use the example and I'm going to use it again right here that when you go to an optometrist and they check your eyes, you know, and they're checking your sight to put you into the machine and they will say, well, all right, now which one looks better? One. Or two, one or two, or how about this, two or three. And after you say which one looks better, all of a sudden you realize that you need a stronger prescription than what you had. He needed to adjust your eyesight. You thought you were seeing all right because you saw how to get there, didn't you? <laughs> but then he gives you glasses so that you can see much clearer. Well, it's the same thing. God gives us the right lenses so that we can see much clearer. So, number one, God reestablishes the soul. And then number two, he rehabilitates our sight and our psyche. But then number three, number three, this is the one. He releases us back in society. When he releases us back into society, what ends up happening is that we get released to go out and to and, and to show the healing property of the Lord. We show the healing property. And how do we do that? We do that by saying I wasn't. It's not that I've never been broken, but that I'm unbroken. I'm unbroken. Look, that's what Jesus does. Jesus showed the world that when he got up from being three days in the grave after hanging on an old rugged cross, he shows the world that is unbroken. Now, here's the deal. You still see the nail prints in his hands. You still see the piercing in his side. You still see the nail prints in his feet. But he is unbroken. He has resurrected. He has overcome. He is victorious. He isn't the victim. He has come through. He is unbroken. And that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be unbroken to show the world what victory looks like you can't show victory until you've shown you've been in a battle
I know that when I've been in the battle because I got punched, I got hit, I got some scars, I got something to show that I've been through something. And and like this, when I show that victory, I don't show that I didn't bleed. I showed how well I healed. Is that all right with you? I show how well I healed because I'm now on the other side of it. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants to show that we are on the other side. So, all right. So we talked about this. Now, look, I gave you the concepts. First of all, the Lord wants to reestablish your soul. Number two, God then wants to rehabilitate your psyche. And then number three, he wants to release you to society to show what unbrokenness looks like. Did you get that? And the only way that you're going to be unbroken is that you allow yourself to forgive even as you have been forgiven. Yeah, you've been forgiven. All right. God forgave you before you said, I'm sorry. You see, the thing is, is that you don't need for someone to say, I'm sorry to to validate your pain. Your pain has already been validated. It's validated when you have the power to forgive, because that means, hey, look, yeah, you offended me, but I ain't holding it against you. And so I, I I want us to get that. So now what are the steps? First of all, you're going to have to identify. You're going to have to identify you've been hurt. You're going to have to identify who hurt you, what hurt you, and when it hurt you. Yeah, write it down. Make a note of it. Do something. But identify the pain. Number two. Number two. Identify what you think you lost. Identify what you think you lost. I like it when the Bible says that God will restore what the canker worm had eaten. <laughs> Look, I don't want it back <laughs> because I got a God who can give it brand new. Are y'all flowing with me out there? I don't need it back. I got a God who would give it to me brand new. And because I got a God who would give it to me brand new, then guess what? It really ain't a loss. So number one, identify who, what, when, where. And then identify what you think you lost. Number three, make the decision. I got to decide to forgive. It ain't about my emotions. All right. It's about my will. It's about my will. I got to decide to forgive. Because if I don't decide to get to forgive, then unforgiveness, bitterness will eat me up. Now, I decided. I decided. See, that's when you know you're powerful because you're making a decision. Your emotions are not driving you. You're driving your emotions. Okay. So when you make the decision, then you cancel the debt. That's the next thing. Cancel the debt. Cancel it. You don't owe me nothing. 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 Oh, God. Now that you don't owe me nothing, okay, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to heal this? Because I'm free. You free. Now, what are we going to do that's better going forward? That's the process. You got the concepts and you have the process. 
Now, whatever you bring up to me and that you want to discuss, yeah, we can kick it. You know what I'm saying? We can chop it up. We can chat it. You know, we can be woke about it, whatever. But at the end of the day, between the concepts and the process, hey, look, you free. Because who the sun says free is free indeed. Right. Who the sun says free is free indeed. And I'm giving you all all of this because, hey, you know what? Blood, I want you to be free. Baby girl, I want you to be free. Young man, I want you to be free. Sis, I want you to be free. Hey, ma, hey, pa, I want you to be free. You know, I want you to be able to speak to that person and, say, and be like, say less. It's over. You know, we've been through enough. We've been through enough. Well, with that being said, hey, look, I really, really enjoyed this opportunity to come and just share with you today. Unbreak my heart. Dr. C.C. Maddox, Cedric C., that is. Um, we are excited about what's going on out here today in the kingdom. It may not be in the world, but I'm excited about what's going on in the kingdom. God is doing new things. Fresh anointing is coming. It's here be a part of it. And we look forward to being with you guys again in the very, very, very near future. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. May he be gracious unto you. Until the next time, this is Dr. Cedric C. Maddox, and I love you. We'll holler.